Hello, my name is Jennifer, and recently, a very unpleasant story has happened to me. To be more specific, I became the girlfriend of a real school bully. The relationship brought me a lot of problems. Let me tell you everything from the beginning. I went to a regular school and led a very regular life. I had friends with whom I was often hanging out with after school, as well as loving parents who always took care of me and helped me with everything. I just tried to study well and not cause any particular problems to anyone. In short, I was an ideal daughter and a teacher's favorite. I was a real good girl. I was also a class monitor, and I got along well with all my classmates. We always helped each other and tried to create a friendly atmosphere at school. Our class could be called ideal if it weren't for one but. The major bully of our entire school was in my class. His name was Bill. He was a very tall, broad-shouldered, and well-built guy. Even just a look from him sent shivers down one's spine, so he had no friends. In addition, he always initiated fights and got involved in various brawls which caused him to end up in the principal's office. Once, because of him, several high school students had to go to the hospital for a month because of numerous fractures, and all they were doing was standing up for first graders that Bill was trying to steal lunch money from. Well, at least that's what people were saying. Different rumors have been spread around the school, and I did not always know which were true and which were not. In any case, I tried not to mess with this guy. I didn't know anything about Bill's personal life and family, and I didn't want to. I tried to minimize the chances of ever running into him, but unfortunately that wasn't possible because I was the class monitor and, one way or another, I had to have contact with all of my classmates, including Bill. Once I ran into him in the hallway when I was in a hurry for a class and I wasn't watching where I was going. As I hit him hard, I fell to the floor and Bill didn't even stumble. When I saw his huge silhouette, I was so scared that I lost the ability to speak. He just walked by without even looking at me. I sincerely hoped this was our first and last meeting like that. However, as bad luck would have it, from that moment on, Bill began to haunt me everywhere. Not only did the teachers consider it a good idea to make us sit at the same desk, but they also gave me different tasks related to him. For example, I was supposed to give him some printouts with the assignments or tests that he had missed. In general, school went on as usual and there were no signs of trouble, until at one of the lessons, I caught Bill looking at me. At first, I did not think anything of it. What's the big deal? He looked at me, so what? This did not bother me until I realized that Bill began to invade my personal space. He followed me everywhere, in the hallway, in the cafeteria, in gym class. I could not even talk with my friends without interruptions since he was always there. He was waiting for me at the school gate, and more and more often he sat down at my desk. Because of this, I could not concentrate on the lessons, and during our breaks, I tried to get lost in the crowd. My classmates were afraid to even come up to me, as they often caught Bill looking at them with irritation. Even my best friends began to avoid me. The real nightmare began when, during one of the breaks, Bill just grabbed my hand and led me out of the class. 
None of my classmates even tried to stand up for me, and my friends just turned away as if they hadn't seen anything. I felt so upset that I almost burst into tears. I understand their fears, but is this a reason to abandon me? He took me to a deserted place and said that he wanted to be my boyfriend. Out of fear, I immediately agreed and only after that realized what I had done. In short, that's how my relationship with Bill began. At first, he tried to be nice and courteous with me, but he didn't manage to do it very well. He dragged my book bag along the way to school and helped take off my coat, but he did it in such a careless manner that I was worried he would tear my clothes. In addition, at any moment, he could grab a notebook or even a phone out from my hands for no reason without explaining anything. I completely stopped communicating with my classmates. Bill threatened everyone who dared to approach me. Once, he even drove my friend away in a rude manner when she tried to talk to me. I did not know what to do with this, so I just put up with it without saying a word. At the request of Bill, I began to help him with his homework. In fact, I just did everything for him while he was sitting next to me and looking at his phone, watching YouTube videos or some sports match. I wrote his essays, which he couldn't even properly read out loud. But that wasn't all. Once, during a lunch break, some guy ran past me and accidentally spilled his drink on me. A dark spot appeared on my blouse, but it wasn't that bad compared to what happened next. Bill decided to show off his manliness and stand up for his beloved girlfriend. He grabbed that guy by his collar and lifted him in the air with one hand while preparing to punch him with the other. I immediately started screaming and asking him to stop this while demanding to put the poor guy on the ground. I even had to grab Bill's hand and literally hang on it to make him listen to me. And this was not the first case when I had to rush to the rescue of others while protecting them from the anger of my boyfriend. I did not want to become the reason for any of his fights. I even felt like a hero when I tamed this wild beast and saved his victims from their fate. Bill was really annoyed by my behavior, and once he even shouted at me, saying that I should not poke my nose into his business. Also, I really hated Bill's bad habits. I asked him to refrain from them when I was next to him, but he often forgot about it. Apparently, he just did not take my words seriously, which was also really annoying. Sometimes I even had to pick up trash after him and put it in the trash can myself. This made me very angry, but I couldn't say anything to him in response. Bill has always been rude, even towards me. I did not know what to do with our relationship and whether it is possible to call this a relationship at all. But one event put everything in its place. This happened in one of our gym classes. My classmates decided to play soccer while the teacher was busy. Bill was standing next to me when a soccer ball hit his head with great force. My classmate ran up to us immediately and started to apologize, but Bill did not even listen to him. He just grabbed that guy by the shirt and began yelling at him, threatening to mess him up. I immediately rushed up to them and begged Bill to stop, but he didn't listen to me at all. When he was preparing to hit, I stood between him and the guy, hoping that it would change his mind. But believe it or not, Bill hit me. I fell to the ground, and after that, he stopped. My friends immediately rushed up to me and were horrified by what they had seen. 
There was a bruise under my eye, and my nose was bleeding. I burst into tears because of the pain and started shouting at Bill that I never wanted to see him again. After hearing my crying, the teacher immediately rushed up to me and took me to the nurse's office. There, I was examined by the nurse. Later, I ended up in the principal's office where Bill and my parents were already waiting. Mom immediately hugged me, and Dad was really mad when he saw my injured face. As a result, Bill was registered with the police, and my relationship with him finally ended. My classmates were no longer afraid to approach me, and I was able to restore communication with my friends, as well as return to my usual school life. I watched Bill from time to time and could not help but notice his loneliness. All his attempts to talk with someone always ended in failure. People around avoided him and didn't even want to be next to him. At some point, I felt sorry for Bill. I realized that he just didn't know how to make friends. Yeah, it may sound crazy, but I decided to give Bill a second chance. But not in a relationship, of course. After class, I came up to him and offered to be friends, but under certain conditions. In particular, fights, threats, or other types of aggression were forbidden. I can't say that Bill liked my conditions, but still he agreed. When my friends found out about what I had done, they thought I was crazy. It took me a lot of time to persuade them not to avoid him and not to be afraid of him. First of all, I taught Bill to smile. In the beginning, he was not successful in this at all. He was even angry with me, and according to him, he felt like a complete idiot. However, daily training began to bear fruit. At least it was not scary to approach him anymore. Of course, everything was much more difficult with his reserved character. Bill was not used to controlling his own emotions and considering the opinions of others. Each time when he raised his voice at me, I just left silently, making it clear that he needed to calm down. My classmates were watching what was going on with interest, but there were not many people who wanted to talk. At school, Bill was still considered a bully, which was partly true. He managed to get involved in a few more fights, which really made me upset. But it's worth remembering that change takes time. I believe that he will succeed in overcoming his own character and find true friends in the future. Thank you for listening to my story. Ugh, another day in this insufferable place. It's lunchtime, and I'm sitting alone at my usual spot in the cafeteria. The buzzing noise of other students fills the air like an obnoxious soundtrack. Great. I take a bite of my mediocre lunch, trying to ignore the stares. You see, I have these, well, crazy eyes. They change color and pattern depending on my emotions, making me a walking mood ring. I guess I'm like a living meme. The mockery of the century. Suddenly, my best friend, Hanako, slides into the seat across from me. This overly enthusiastic girl is the only one who can tolerate my sarcasm. And, well, my eyes. Kazumi, did you see the new meme about the doge to the moon thing? It's hilarious. I roll my eyes. If only they could send me to the moon and away from all this drama. Wow, Hanako. Such meme. Much originality. She giggles and shows me the meme on her phone. I'll admit it's pretty funny, but I'd rather not give her the satisfaction. You know, with your crazy eyes, you could become a meme too. Just think about it. My eyes flicker to a neon green with a lightning bolt pattern. Really, Hanako? 
As if I need more attention. Oh, I can see it now. Crazy Eyes Kazumi. The internet sensation who puts all other memes to shame. Suddenly, a paper ball hits the side of my head. I glance up to see Yuji smirking from a nearby table. Yuji, the popular guy who loves to make my life miserable. Hey, Crazy Eyes! Wanna show us some of your tricks? His friends laugh, and my eyes narrow, turning a fiery red with smoke patterns. I clench my fists, trying to hold back my anger. Just ignore them, Kazumi. They're not worth your time. Hanako reaches across the table, giving my hand a reassuring squeeze. Don't let them get to you, Kazumi. You're way cooler than them. <sighs> Thanks, Hanako. But sometimes I just wish I was normal. She looks at me with sympathy. I appreciate her concern, but I can't help feeling like a burden. Later, as I walk through the school hallways, I can't shake off the feeling that I'm being watched. I pause, glancing around. Suddenly, I spot a flashy girl with a camera in her hand, quickly snapping a picture of me. Hey, crazy eyes! You're gonna be famous soon. I frown, watching her hurry off. Why can't I just be left alone? Great. Another wannabe paparazzo. Can't wait for my inevitable rise to fame. When I reach my locker, I find a note taped to it. Meet me on the rooftop after school. I have something important to tell you. Oh, how original. A rooftop rendezvous. I can't wait to find out who my secret admirer is. My eyes shift to a deep blue with question mark patterns. I can't help but feel a mix of curiosity and annoyance. Just who could this mysterious note lever be? Might as well find out. If nothing else, it'll be a good laugh. The school day drags on, each class more tedious than the last. I can hardly wait for the final bell to ring. As it does, I quickly gather my things and head for the rooftop. The anticipation is killing me. Or maybe it's just indigestion from the cafeteria food. As I open the rooftop door, I'm greeted by a gentle breeze and the sight of Yuto, the quiet guy, who's always been somewhat of an enigma to me. My eyes shift to a pale pink with swirls, signaling my surprise and confusion. Hey, Kazumi, I've been waiting for you. Really? You're the one who left the note? What's the catch? <laughs> no catch. I just wanted to talk to you about your eyes. I cross my arms, not entirely convinced by his friendly demeanor. What about them? Are you here to make fun of me too? No, not at all. Actually, I wanted to tell you that I think they're amazing. My eyes widen, turning a bright yellow with star patterns. This was unexpected. Wait, you're serious? You don't think they're freakish? No way! I think your eyes make you unique and special, and I'm not the only one. There's a whole online community who would love to see them. What? Like some kind of crazy eye fetish group? <laughs> no, no! It's a group of people who celebrate unique abilities, like yours. I think you'd fit right in. I can't help but crack a small smile. Maybe Yuto isn't as bad as I thought, but a part of me is still skeptical. So what? I just start posting pictures of my eyes online and suddenly I'm a star? Why not? You never know what could happen. Embrace your unique ability and show the world what you've got. I look out over the school grounds, thinking about his words. Could I really turn my so-called curse into something positive? The thought is both terrifying and exhilarating. Maybe it's time to stop hiding in the shadows. Let's see if the world is ready for Crazy Eyes Kazumi. With a newfound sense of determination, I look back at Yuto. All right, I'll give it a shot. But if I become a meme, it's on you. 
We both laugh as we walk back into the school building, my eyes now a kaleidoscope of colors, reflecting my whirlwind of emotions. Little did I know, my life was about to take an unexpected turn. Over the next few weeks, Yuto helps me set up an online presence. We create profiles on various social media platforms and start posting pictures and videos of my eyes in action. It's a strange experience, but also kind of fun. Who knew there were so many hashtags for unique eyes? Slowly but surely, I start to gain followers. People are fascinated by my eyes, leaving comments ranging from amazing to are they even real? Wow, it's like I've discovered a whole new world of validation. My self-esteem has never been higher. Yuto just laughs and continues to encourage me. He's always there, helping me come up with new ideas and cheering me on. I have to admit, it's nice to have someone in my corner. One day, as we're scrolling through my latest posts, I notice a message from a talent agency. They want to represent me and help me turn my unique eyes into a brand. My eyes flash to a vibrant purple with exclamation points, reflecting my shock and excitement. Is this for real? They want me to become a model or something? Told you your eyes were amazing. This is just the beginning, Kazumi. The world is gonna love you. As much as I want to maintain my sarcastic facade, I can't help but feel a surge of happiness. Maybe my eyes really can bring something positive to my life. Well, I guess it's time to take the world by storm. One crazy-eyed selfie at a time. Together, Yuto and I dive headfirst into the world of modeling, endorsements, and even a TV appearance or two. It's surreal and chaotic, but also incredibly exciting. My life has become a whirlwind of photo shoots, interviews, and autographs. It's like I'm living in some kind of bizarre alternate reality. I went from being the outcast to the star attraction. Through it all, Yuto remains by my side, offering support and guidance. Our friendship grows stronger, and I find myself wondering if there might be something more between us. <sighs> Love and fame. It's like a cliched drama waiting to happen. But as my fame continues to rise, so does the pressure. I struggle to balance school, my personal life, and my newfound career. The constant attention and scrutiny wear on me, and I begin to feel trapped. I wanted to be accepted for my crazy eyes, but now it feels like they're all anyone sees. Is this really what I wanted? As I sit on the rooftop, reflecting on the whirlwind my life has become, Yuto finds me, a concerned look on his face. Kazumi, are you okay? You've been really quiet lately. I look at him, my eyes a stormy gray with raindrop patterns, revealing my inner turmoil. I don't know, Yuto. I thought fame would make me happy, but it just feels overwhelming. He sits down beside me, offering a comforting presence. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. You've been through a lot. Just remember, you're more than just your crazy eyes. You're Kazumi, and that's what really matters. As his words sink in, my eyes slowly shift to a soft blue with a gentle wave pattern. Maybe there's more to me than just my eyes, and it's time to find out who I really am, beyond the fame and the memes. I couldn't believe my eyes. A hidden camera, right in my room. This couldn't be happening. Who installed it? And how did I not see it? Hi, my name's Susan, and you would never believe the story I'm about to tell you. I wouldn't believe it either, and to be honest, I still don't. I'll start by saying that ever since I was a kid, I've been considered weird. Yeah, my hobbies are not what you'd call ordinary. I used to watch videos about conspiracy theories, I believed in ghosts and the afterlife. 
I saw signs in everything. My friends and parents had gotten used to my peculiarities a long time ago. My mom and dad were more concerned that I was doing well in school and not hanging with shady people. My friends, on the other hand, appreciated my sense of humor and openness. And all was well until the night when I first noticed something strange. My friends and I were coming home from the movie theater, discussing the movie and making plans. Usually, we walk together to the same intersection, and then we go our separate ways home. We wished each other good night, exchanged jokes, and I turned onto my street. I was in a good mood. I walked past the houses and smiled to myself. But the smile disappeared from my face when I put my hand in my pocket to get my headphones. The pocket was empty. Oh, damn. I lost my headphones that my parents had given me for my birthday years ago. Maybe I dropped them on the way. <sighs> With a sigh, I headed back to the intersection, hoping that my headphones were still lying on the pavement somewhere. As I turned to the corner, however, I instantly forgot about losing them. My friends, who seemed to have gone home at the same time as I did, were standing at the same intersection where we said goodbye, arguing about something. I froze and opened my mouth to call out to my friends. Suddenly, Owen saw me. It's Susan, he yelled. The guy's faces changed and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond. You're making things up again, Susan. Finally wrote Tori. Did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again? The others responded with smiley faces. Oh, really? Of course, the best defense is offense. And actually, reptiloids do exist. I'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet. I decided not to respond and toss the phone aside. And these are my best friends. I watched the notifications from the shared chat up on my phone all evening, but I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I'd never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. Mom answered, We need to say that Anne Jacqueline is sick, and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise, and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation, and my mother shouted, Susan, breakfast is ready! I had to go downstairs and pretend I didn't hear anything. Of course, my appetite was out of the question. Thoughts swirled in my head, one more suspicious than the next. My friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me. This has never happened before. We always did everything together and had no secrets from each other. My parents were up to something too. 
and made up some crazy story about Aunt Jacqueline. Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two, but I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior, and I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well, for the next few days, my parents didn't raise any suspicions, as if they knew I was watching them closely. We usually spent Friday nights together. We'd have a nice dinner, and then we'd sit in front of the TV and watch a movie. We have a rule in our family. We take turns choosing a movie. One week it was mom, next week it was dad, and the week after, it was my turn. If it wasn't for this rule, I would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months. My parents would usually pick some old movie, and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show, and it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer, and the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen, and I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show? Like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? Dad looked at mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. 
forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show, and you're complete strangers to me. How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly, don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning, over breakfast, without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. My friends, for days now, have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything! Despite the late hour, my message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show, and I'm overacting? Susan, I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were dare to you, but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What other headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on, and then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, they'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute. You wrote that you knew everything. What did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago, Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week. To relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us, and we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments. And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.